What's going on, travelers? Welcome to another episode of Hitchhiker's Guide to Ethical Non-Monogamy. I am your host, Ike, also known as Hito in Certain Circles, and I would like to welcome you to 2024. Happy to have you along on this journey of mine and the journey that you're going through. It has been a while since I've recorded, and that's because ADHD's been kicking my butt, work's been kicking my butt, also I was having some fun on the side, um, traveling here and there for various kick events, so I kind of been crazy busy, but I had a recap that was done um, via BuzzFeed and via all these Spotify's and Apple where, you know, it showed me who was listening to the podcast, and I would like to thank each and every one of my listeners, I'm even the top number one for like four people in the world, and you gotta understand that that humbles me. I created this just hoping one person will hear me out. And the fact there are multiple people that have listened, that have streamed, that have downloaded, I am truly grateful. And I aim to do a lot more coming into 2024. We're definitely gonna do a lot more than nine episodes in 12 months. And that starts today. <laughs> so, yeah, again, I've just been busy. It's just been a trip, especially like the last three months of the year. My ADHD was kicking my behind. And we're going to get into the various things, especially in regards to ADHD and non-monogamy. But just to give a quick recap, um, I was hired to perform at an event in New York via the um, Harder Soft. Shout out to Tahoe TV. Um, was out the Fun Sexuals birthday celebration in the Poconos, which was a ball. Had a great ass time. I love that woman. She is amazing. Make sure to check out the Fun Sexual podcast and follow her on Instagram. I believe it's just simply the Fun Sexual. Maj is an amazing woman. I, I tell you, she is a ray of sunshine if you just go ahead and give a follow. Um, beyond that, just working hard on my own personal relationship. Um, I have my anchor partner still. I feel like we're building a good enough foundation where I'm about to start dating again. Um, potentially just, you know, see what's out there, see if there's another partner of interest. Not going to force anything or anything like that. Um, that will be a future episode, you know, just trying to get back in the saddle. Um, because I do have my own views on that and how I'm going about it. So wish me luck. <laughs> and beyond that, I've just been living life, just trying to get better, just trying to be a more complete human just going to aim to use 2024 to drop the negative things that um, I've noticed about myself and try to build on the positive and keep on growing. Now, this week, as you see by the title, Me, ADHD, and Non-Monogamy, look, my title game has been down pat since the beginning. Come on now, y'all see the names? <laughs> but yes, this week I kind of wanted to talk about my ADHD as well as my non-monogamous journey with ADHD. Now, some of you, a lot of you should, not even should, but a lot of you um, likely know what the term ADHD stands for. If anything, some of y'all might be, uh, might have ADHD or some form of neurodivergency that's listening right now. Who knows? And when I say neurodivergency, it really just comes to how your brain, your the differences in your brain and how you're kind of, it alters your brain's function. So in my case, my neurodivergency or neurospiciness is attention and deficit and hyperactivity disorder. Now, I've only learned that I had ADHD about four or five years ago. 
And this was because I could have known a lot sooner, but the testings for ADHD back in 2008 were garbage. Like the test they gave me was literally, hey, look at this computer and press the space bar when you see eight. That was all I did. And they're like, yep, you don't have ADHD. Now, do I think they just did what they did to pocket my money? Yes, because it was like $1,500 to do the test where they had me sit on the computer and press space bar. I could have done that on the internet for free, but let's not get into it. You know, that was in the past. But yes, as of about four or five years ago, I did another assessment because there was a point in my life where I was really feeling like a down on myself, feeling like a failure because it's like, there was like an invisible wall that kept stopping me from moving forward in life. Like I would get to a point, like I'll have a job for six, seven, eight months, but I get to a year. It's like, I do everything I can to lose that job. I don't be coming in on time. I do the bare minimum. It's like, I am no longer interested in what I'm doing. And the cycle continued over and over. And I just thought very little of myself where I'm thinking, okay, maybe I peaked in high school. Like I was just smart in grade school. Well, I don't know what happened, but apparently it, something happened to me and it's not ADHD. They told me it's not ADHD. I don't, I don't know what to do, but then I just figured, let me get a second opinion. In the second opinion, the test was a lot more thorough. Like we talked, we did certain like math assessments, reading assessments, IQ tests, all that to kind of determine like, you know, I am a smart individual, but I do have my ADHD. I do have essentially the kind of wider spectrum of what ADHD can entail. Now, what it can entail is essentially um, there's moments of hyper focus where you are drawn in on something and you are literally like something that you should have quit two days ago. You're still in on trying to figure out what's going on. There's the um, disinterest portion, especially when things become monotonous and mundane. The brain really just wants to check out. And normal humans, like normal brains, they are able to force themselves through whatever it is they're disinterested in. And the body gives them serotonin so that way they can actually push through. We don't get that luxury. We don't get the serotonin for pushing through. All we get is more and more just drained. And it's just impulse control, emotional control. Like there's a lot of things that fall um, with the behaviors of ADHD where I just marked a lot of them, especially in regards to impulse and disinterest and hyperfocus. So, yeah, it really it's and there's nothing wrong with being neurospicy. There's nothing wrong with neurodivergency. There's nothing wrong with having the ADHD. It's just that having ADHD kind of hinders your interactions within society like timeliness to work because we live in society where you need to be on time in order to get this paper or you need to be on time for dates or you need to remember dates because short-term memory. Yeah. It's one of those things where you kind of forget a thing because whenever something is pushed off, for example, I could have any, I could have someone tell me, Hey, we're meeting in two weeks because my brain is living in the now thanks to the whole ADHD thing. In two weeks, I will likely forget until the day of where I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be doing something. And then, oh, shit. Same thing happens with procrastination. Like, it's just so many things that hinders you from being there for people, being there in society. It kind of gets a little... Um, a little taxing, a little tiring because no one, no one ever just wants to be, have people disappointed in them. No one wants to be seen as unreliable. So of course it drains on you mentally. You're just 
out here wondering, fuck, am I just a bad person? Now, where I'm at now, um, I'm still aiming to do better. I'm still learning because I, yes, got the assessment. Okay, cool. We figured it out. All right. We got Vivant. Bet Vivant. And this is where I was ignorant. I thought once I got Vivant, everything will be up and up. No, not at all. There is so much shit that I still got to figure out and learn these quote unquote hacks. I need to like do a lot more because Vivance helps when it comes to, oh, I'm working on a project Vivance for the next 10 to 12 hours. I have better skills. I have better brain chemistry on focusing on a task. It doesn't help when I'm interrupted in said task. It doesn't help with other just general functions that you know, a human might need like remembering certain dates or actually writing down dates or being able to stop something you're doing that's important, do something on the side and then come back and finish what was important. There's just so many things that go on with executive function that Vivance doesn't cure. So my whole goal for this year is kind of reflecting and seeking more assistance because there's so much more I want to do and I don't want to let my brain get in my way no more. So that's going to be the focus that we ha we're having here in 2024. We're going to go ahead, get more financially stable because anyone with ADHD, ask them to look at their bank account if they ain't got the ADHD under control. And I bet their house got a whole bunch of random shit that they feel like, fuck, why did I do this? Or a whole bunch of expired food where it's like, fuck, I bought this thinking I was going to do this, but I didn't do this. Because that ADHD tax be taxing. Now, why am I bringing up me, ADHD, and non-monogamy? Um, it's honestly because I kind of notice a trend that um, a good amount of people that are within um, the space of non-monogamy, whether it be swinging, polyamory, polygyny, polyandry. I should just say polygamy, but I feel like if I say polygamy, it's automatically one man, multiple wives. But yeah, anyways. But um yeah, it does seem like, even Don't Ask, Don't Tell, a lot of these forms that I've ran into people, there's some level of um, neurospiciness, whether it be o um, um, OCD, or well, I forget how that <laughs> quote goes, but no, you'll, I, like, I've seen some people that are um, autistic, I've seen some people with um, ADHD, I've seen some people with um, <sighs> obsessive compulsive disorder, there we go, see, I can remember some things, um, depressed, depressive people. Like there are a lot of people that I run into that are neurospicy that follow the path of non-monogamy. And I think honestly, it kind of goes hand in hand with the idea that you're, you know, our brains work a little different than what's the current established, like what's currently established. And because of that, we kind of see the world differently. We kind of seek different kind of experiences that someone that may be atypical, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't do because society is already established. You do A, B, C, D, and E. And those people typically do A, B, C, D, and E. And whenever someone else kind of describes to them an alternative, they don't understand it. Their response is always, I can never, or I'm too jealous for that, or it's kind of outside the scope of what's currently understood. So it's kind of making sense to me that you'll find a lot of people um, that are a little bit different 
that kind of fall under the non-monogamous umbrella. Like, I promise you, you can run into any one of them and they are likely a nerd. I mean, they could look like a top, tip-top NFL player. They could like the best. They could like uh, Usain Bolt. But I bet they're nerdy. Like, I don't get it. It's like, it's a society of nerds that kind of open their mind to the idea of what is possible. And this is where we are. Like, for me, I said this before in my story of how I got to non-monogamy. I took a break from dating because I realized the pattern I was having. I realized how destructive it was because I was a serial dater. I didn't even know what I was looking for. I was just doing what I assumed I was supposed to do. Date, find a wife, get married, have kids, and that'll be it. But I took a break. I took a breath. And I was like, all right, let me figure out what I really want. And I just happened upon the concept of non-monogamy, which... All right, let me correct myself. It's not that I happened upon it. It's more I realized that it was accessible to me. Because when I first thought about because I'd known about it, I'm Nigerian. We have Muslims where it's polyandry and polygyny all based on, you know, your funds. I'm Igbo. Like, there was a tradition where if you are pretty much that nigga, where you have the best crops, like you are rich, rich. Yes, you have more than one wife. So it wasn't that it was a foreign concept to me. I just didn't realize that there was a section of non-monogamy that was available to me. And that also kind of helps keep into balance my ADHD. Because again, one of the big um, gripes between me and ADHD is disinterest. Like there will be a time where again, the last, those three months, it was not like, you know, it wasn't as if I wasn't trying to create something. I started the YouTube channel, which shout out to people that viewed it and are listening on there. I appreciate y'all. Um, but I kind of got stuck where I was like, I don't really care to do videos. I like, I want to do videos, but it's just so much tied behind it. And then I go do everything else under the sun except record, which is why I only did nine in the whole year. And it's just, see, look at me rambling, but that's kind of my point where if I'm dating one person, there's going to be a point where things will become monotonous. It just can't be helped because my, the way my brain works, I'm always trying to figure something else out. I'm trying to always, I'm always trying to figure something out. I'm always trying to learn something. And there will be a baseline when you're with someone long enough where, okay, I know their tendencies. I know what they want. I know what they need. I know, though, there could be some differences throughout that time. But it's almost as though non-monogamy helps me alleviate that kind of pressure on that valve of all right, I'm learning everything it still keeps things fresh especially because I told you before new relationship energy is the reason why I haven't started dating yet because I, I wanted to make sure me and my anchor partner have a solid foundation because what I don't want to do is go start dating get hit with new relationship energy where I become hyper fixated on um, a person and then all of a sudden I'm crumbling my current partnership because of that reason why I made the heart that foundation because I don't want my ADHD to ruin what I currently have but I also don't want to ignore my ADHD and not create what could be and that's kind of where I'm at like I'm trying to do better in regards to controlling impulse because your boy don't know how to say no to a BDSM kink event like I keep buying these flights and I'm like yo I should probably start a savings account because it's not like I'm making money off this podcast <laughs> like this is just essentially my artistic expression this is my journal that goes out to the masses that's also going on this journey 
and it's 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 fun. I'm glad I get to do this, but I also need to kind of be more consistent with this because I enjoy this. I'm hopefully I'm helping somebody. Like I even get some DMs. I got some emails where they're telling me like, "Yo, we appreciate this. Like we're happy about this." And I have a friend who's vanilla that's like, thank God you're not doing a misogynistic podcast. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. I don't do that here. We are not here for pain and hate and divisiveness. We are just here to learn, experience, and see all that we can before we meet our creator or just be dead in the dirt. So, yeah, that's just honestly my... Uh, see... <laughs> I've been gone so long, I can still hear myself saying so yes so many times. <laughs> but back to what I was saying, it's kind of, it kind of just goes hand in hand, at least for me. Now, every dynamic is different. Every, the way someone wants to express their relationship is different. And I feel like everyone should kind of take their time to realize that. Like, I would have been on the same path of being a serial dater until I found someone to settle with if I didn't take the time to first learn myself. Because, again, the time where I ended, like, I ended up having this relationship that ended because of my ADHD. But I didn't know I had ADHD until literally, like, two, three years after that last relationship. And I'm glad I took time to learn myself. Because once I learned ADHD, when I tell you the weight off of my chest, the relief I had, I literally teared up and cried because I'm over here for years thinking that I'm a failure, that I am just purposely destroying myself. It was a relief to learn that it's not just me doing this. And it's, it's just so freeing. It really is. Now, Am I able to use this as an excuse for my faux pas in a relationship? No. Like, yes, it is a valid excuse, but I still have to be accountable for my actions. Like, what we're not going to do is use our neuro spiciness in order to terrorize our partners. That's not what we do here. You need to make sure that you get your things in check because it's not fair. Like, your partner is there to support you, not to be your crutch. They are not there for you to wail on them. Just so that you could feel better without you taking accountability for your actions due to your neurospiciness. Now, have I come across that a couple times with my partner? Yes, because she is also neurospicy. And guess what I had to do in response to that? Got a therapist. <laughs> so yes, been with this wonderful therapist for three months. She has helped us significantly because, again, sometimes having a third party... Um, come in to honestly hear both sides and kind of find that median. I'm not going to say middle ground because it's, look, I'll brag a little bit. I was right more times than not. Look, Capricorn, I like being right. But I was also pointing out where I could be better. And I'm always here for that. I don't want to be some, I don't want to be right at the expense of someone's happiness. I don't want to be, like, I am happy to be right, but I'm also happy to accept fault because I want to be a I want to be a better partner because if I'm right all the time and she's just feeling all the way bad like no that's not helpful and I really do love this woman so that's the that's honestly the main reason why I haven't been dating because I want to make sure that we had a solid foundation but she has some over sensory stuff I have some ADHD stuff and they typically clash and so it's kind of 
it was kind of um i just had to make the move and i was like let me find a therapist thankfully she is like kink friendly queer friend like she checked all the boxes so i was lucky to find her and she took my insurance <laughs> clutch um but yeah it was just it was just appropriate to bring in someone because Honestly, if you love who you love, then you're going to put in the work to make sure that you're both happy, especially with my ADHD. Like I knew I knew I wasn't like a scapegoat. I knew I was honestly, I knew I was fucking up, but I didn't know how I was fucking up, which also is a thing with neurospiciness because you're just going based on what your brain is saying. And yeah, so impulses, you know, um, I may be right, but I impulsively say the right thing without taking consideration of maybe I should tone it down a bit. Maybe I should say it in a different way. Maybe I should lighten what I'm about to say. No, 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 no. My mouth vomits out whatever comes out and it can sound harsh as fuck, which is not nice to my partner. I learned that through therapy. So again, just want to go ahead and say like, make sure you're taking the time and just honestly figuring yourself out and respect your partner as they figure themselves out. Now, if therapy didn't work, was I going to look to dissolve the the dynamic? Yes. Like, I really do feel like you have to give it your all, but don't make it to a point where it's detrimental to both parties. Like, right now, we are good still in therapy because I, you know, just, I want to get to a point where the foundation is solid and then we can like switch it to like once a month, which will be great. Cause you know, maintenance is important to get a tune up every now and then, or just simply, you know, cause we don't communication is key, but you don't think about the things that you're communicating all the time. Like there are certain things that I've said in therapy that I never thought to just say outright. But even if I was to say things outright, it's good to have a, a third party kind of work through what is trying to be said. Because again, impulse, vomit of the mouth, where I would say just shit, just ha ha And then it's received as like, wait, you're saying what means what? And then I'm like, no, not like that. And workshopping on the fly is the best way to make your partner cry. So yes. Um, yeah, I, Again, I, and I would never let my neurospiciness dictate as if my behavior, behavior is proper. Like, that's not fair to my partner. That's not fair to, honestly, that's not fair to anyone, honestly. Because even in my vanilla friendships uh, with my close friends, same thing. I can't let the fact that I have ADHD dictate how I treat others. Like, is it fun? Would it be an easy scapegoat? Yes. It will be the easiest scapegoat. I could just be like, oh, okay. Um, look, it's, it's the way I am. It's who I am. And I would say before the therapy, that's exactly what I said. Like I would say, it's just the way I am. And that is kind of like a dick move. Because that just means that I won't even try to work on finding a middle ground. Now, there has been some more acceptance in terms of my behavior and who I am, but I also have to be accountable. Like, yes, there are certain things, but I got to make sure that I keep certain things under control. 
that includes my my impulses that includes my because there will be times where i am just disinterested in things but i can't i can't have that at the expense of my partner like oh i don't feel like doing anything well guess what we're gonna get up and go on this date because she deserves to go out we deserve to like just be out on town we deserve to spend time together disinterest or not like it's like it's not and it's it's not even a matter of the disinterest being as though i'm depressed so it's nothing that severe it's just really you know i be in my head and i'm like everything bores me like right now i don't even watch tv like i'm about to be done with youtube because i'm like i don't feel like watching anything i just got back into gaming like right now i'm playing fucking uh spider-man trying to build cities i'm like sometimes it just it just hits and that's kind of what happened you know like i said the last the three months prior where i'm like i don't feel like just doing anything like i clock into work i do what i gotta do and the fun things i do in travel hopefully that doesn't get i get decision to travel i'm gonna need some milk <laughs> but no but that's essentially all i gotta say in regards to that i would also say my personal advice is don't deceive yourself just honestly get an understanding of who you are because no one's gonna know you better than you so if you need to take an assessment these assessments ain't cheap so again if you need to take an assessment especially if it's for some beneficial reasons do some research you know reach out see if your insurance can cover it and you know just try to see because Getting a little help so that way you are not bothersome to others or your partner is honestly a godsend. Like, shout out to this therapist. Shout out to the testing facility. I have gotten beginning help. I aim to get more help because I do want to be a better overall me. And a better overall me means I'll be a better overall partner. <sighs> but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Um, yeah, once again, Ike, also known as Hito, but feel free to follow at Hitchhiker's Guide to ENM on Instagram, Twitter, or X. I'm calling it Twitter, like, eh. <laughs> Twitter, Hitchhiking, with one H, Hitchhiking to ENM. And um, go ahead and email me at Hitchhiker's Guide to ENM at gmail.com. Questions comments or if you want to jump on and be a guest just go ahead and let me know more than happy to just discuss non-monogamy with people um just don't be toxic because what we're not gonna do is wealth building no no i will i will end the show immediately and say stop wasting my time <laughs> i'll be sure to check out my other podcast where we focus on bdsm and kink big letter little letter podcast with hito and jam and yeah that'll be it for this weekend <laughs> not this weekend but that'll be it for today's episode Happy New Year, everyone. May 2024 be a blessed year of great times and good vibes. Look both ways before you cross these kinky streets, and I'll see you next week.